Hello, my friends. You're listening to Ethereal Odyssey, the podcast that interviews viewers like you about their psychedelic experiences, proving once and for all how different yet similar we all can be. I've literally almost traumatized myself. <laughs> I almost chipping my tooth on my metal straw. What the fuck? It's okay. It's gonna be fine. All is well. We're chilling. Um, this next interview is with my friend Bree. Bree, I apologize so much for having this sit in my archives for almost two full months, but this last two months has been a roller coaster of energy if I can just say that um I've had some really amazing experiences meeting people that have changed my life in really significant ways I guess and even being able to go visit um family for a brief period of time and yeah, picking up a few new friends along the way who it sounds like might be in the podcast in the future. So I'll let um, I'll let that unfold as it may. But yeah, hi, hello, how are you? Let's all just take a deep breath and unclench our jaws and just melt into the chair, if you will. And just enjoy this brief moment as we can. This next interview is with my friend Bree. And I really enjoyed our talk so much. I was listening back through it um, to see where I needed to like edit clips and stuff. Honestly, and she might kill me for this, I'm going to leave it. <laughs> I'm going to leave it exactly for what it is because... I really like hearing all of the random, like, word stumbling and pauses and, you know, that might drive other people absolutely up the fucking walls, but I don't care. This is my goddamn podcast. (laughs) Take it for what you want. Um, But no, it just feels more natural. It just feels more like a coffee table talk, and that's exactly what I want it to be right now. So I will let you enjoy the segment and uh take care of yourselves so <laughs> tell me about your first psychedelic experience um okay so my first psychedelic experience is interesting um it was actually with one of my ex-boyfriends and it's kind of crazy how we got into it but anyways what happened was we went on this trip um to Glenwood Springs and he was like he had these mushrooms and I was like sure I'll take them so we ended up taking them and then it's kind of crazy thinking back about it because he was also high and I was high and we were driving and it was snowing and I'm just like thinking back and I'm like how the fuck are you uh driving while high and I'm just like also nostalgia looking at the uh, snow, how it just kind of, you know, the ripple effect when mm-hmm. you're high and you just see, like, 
Yeah. But also at the same time, I felt his energy, which felt kind of like angry. Mm. So I remember like looking at him and being like, why are you so angry? And he's like, I'm not angry. I'm fine. And I'm like, okay. So I just kind of went off on my own little thing. I was like, whatever. I like the, the way the snow looks and such. And then, yeah. And we were supposed to go meet up my dad in his hotel. So we ended up doing that. And we met up with my dad. And I just remember running up the stairs and I asked my dad, I'm like, can you tell him hi? <laughs> he goes, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So then he brought his PlayStation and we just started playing Mortal Kombat and it was good after that. But um, I just thought it was really weird mm-hmm. thinking back, like, why were you driving while high, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. I, oh, I guess I should have asked first. Um. I'm gonna put a flag right here. What did you know about like tripping before you went into it? So I actually didn't know anything about tripping. Um, like I said, how I got into it is kind of weird. Uh, it all happened in this relationship that I'm talking about now, and it was because my ex at the time, or I guess my boyfriend at the time, um, he was like. I like drugs and then that's when the world of drugs just kind of like came to me and I'm just like whoa and then I found out my dad did drugs and my mom did drugs and like like not even just psychedelics but like that's kind of how I came into it Mm -hmm. um so I didn't really know anything and the first thing I knew about it was before I took him he told me he was like yeah they're just gonna make you really giggly and feel good and I'm like okay and it did, but I also felt, like, his energy as well as, like, everything else. And, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything you, like, wish you knew going into it? Um, Anything I wish I knew going into it? I would say definitely no. I mean, I feel like I did kind of know this or to be around people that you're comfortable with definitely Mm -hmm. and have like the right mindset before tripping because there's been a few times more recently actually where I'm just like around people that I have no idea of and my trip started going downhill and I felt start I started to feel claustrophobic Mm -hmm. and like overwhelmed and I just couldn't take it anymore and I needed to leave I was ready to cry so yeah definitely to be around people you're comfortable with and have like the right mindset um and maybe even like alone some people can't Mm -hmm. handle that but I feel like if you're that type of person who is already okay with being by themselves Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be a good experience to try it alone to kind of see where you're at um mentally on psychedelics if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's funny that you bring that out because I feel like several people that I've talked to on the podcast recently or just I guess in person um they've brought up the notion of like either they their first time was alone or they they wish they were alone for their first time and definitely I don't know (laughs) just that concept of like doing something in solitude has never really appealed to me except for like the last like I don't know month or so and you know 
and then like I mean I've not had full-on trips by myself but I've like like microdose on my own and, and I felt like like maybe I'm working myself up to it yeah. at some point it would be nice like maybe if I'm like camping or like you know some in in some like space where I really feel good and secure you know what I mean where I could like go and walk through nature right you know I have never tripped by myself yet but I've definitely like microdosed a lot especially lately mm-hmm. um I like microdosing because I feel like I'll take it and not only does it give me energy but I'll also put a intention on it to kind of like help me mm. grow in a way mm-hmm. so I'll be like oh I'm thinking of like oh my brain's being crazy right now so I'll take a micro little um pill shrooms and then be like all right how do we go about actually fixing this issue in my brain that I'm having right now mm-hmm. or like I'll be super anxious around somebody or a group of people and then I'll take time alone um, microdose and be like, all right, what is the underlying issue right now that I'm having? What's going on in my brain that makes me so anxious around these people specifically? Is it them? Is it me? What's going on? And then to have that time alone to actually like dig a little deeper inside yourself Mm -hmm. and to really understand is what I think is helpful. And I like it too, because, you know, um, the microdose is not so intense where you're like, over <laughs> stimulated stimulated yeah exactly um but yeah I, I definitely recommend microdosing more than I do um taking mushrooms because if you're gonna like take like a whole bunch definitely make sure you're in the right mindset I feel like microdosing is easier to like ease into it and such yeah. and easier to like work with mm-hmm. do you have like a recommendation for how much you should try to like microdose with or um I don't know how much exactly is in like the little pills but I would definitely say just take one and then if you're feeling like if you're not feeling anything maybe take two but if you're gonna take <laughs> two I recommend you not go anywhere because there's been times where I've taken two and I'm like on my ass high um and but there's also been other times where I'm like all right, I'm all right. Mm. And then I go about my day. Yeah. Yeah, so it really depends on, like, how you're feeling and, like, how you, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Put a flag right there, but, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like those are always famous last words. I don't feel anything. And yeah. Then, like, <laughs> ten minutes later, I just laugh you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's um, funny. Um, yeah, uh. Feel like I was going somewhere with this, but I totally no. just stopped. That's, That's okay. how my brain works. Maybe you're feeling cool. my energy. No, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know. no. Um, yeah. So, like, has most of your experiences been on like mushrooms or? Um, I've taken acid three times. Mm-hmm. Two times they have been terrible. <laughs> I know. Um, one time has been really good, and that was with my best friend and her husband. We had a great time, and it was just at the apartment we're living at now. Um, but the first time I ever took acid, I put it on my tongue and I was with that same guy, um, I was telling you about before. And I just remember him and I were in the kitchen. Um, I had acid. I'm like, it's not hitting me. I'm fine. Um, and then this dude comes in. 
I don't even know who he is. He comes walking in, looks up and down, like, kind of scans the room, looking for something. Hmm. And apparently, my boyfriend at the time knew who he was, and that's why he let him in. Otherwise, I'm just like, what the hell, why? Anyways. Right. Um, but I don't know who this guy is. He's scanning the room. And then we sit down, and he's like, all right, you want to smoke a bowl? And I'm like, sure. So we go and smoke a bowl. And that's when it hits. Mm. I don't like this guy's energy. I'm already weird about the guy I'm dating. And mm. my energy just shifts and it goes downhill from there. I freak out. I go into the room. And it's kind of like later at night. And the room's dark. I don't know why I didn't turn on the light. But the room's dark. There's a bunch of socks on the floor. And I thought the socks were like snakes because I was tripping so hard. And it was terrible. <laughs> I was like, I need to get out. I start freaking out. I start crying. I go into the living room onto the couch. And then I put on some music. And then that's when I just kind of like melt into the couch. I'm like, all right, I'm okay. We're okay. It's fine. And then that's all I remember from that, really. Mm it's crazy how just like one small like variable like a new person Mm -hmm. can really just shift the whole vibe of the Mm -hmm. trip you know definitely especially because like on psychedelics i feel like you could definitely feel the energy of people Mm -hmm. and their intent not really know their intentions but kind of feel their intentions whether they be negative or positive and i think that's what what happened Mm. because knowing now looking back my ex or that guy were not good people whatsoever Mm. so I feel like I felt that and that's why I freaked out as hard as I did yeah but I didn't like no I just felt you know yeah no I totally get that feeling because like god your ego like mind wants you to believe things like so like goddamn bad Mm -hmm. and you know even you can have so many signs from like the universe saying that like this is where you're supposed to be or even like I don't know the specific example that's like coming to mind was like one of the last times I like full-on did acid was like before I even moved out here and um so what was it at least like five six years ago something like that but um yeah and then I've like totally mentioned this trip on the podcast like several times for previous viewers but for you um the important part was just that I was with a guy for like six years or something like that and I was like oh my god totally madly in love with this guy I thought like I was like kind of like planning a wedding with him even though like you know what I mean because we had just sort of verbally talked about like getting married at that point yeah and um so yeah I was going through all the things but like I I didn't want to admit that I was like I knew something about it was off and then like later come to find out like he was straight up like like lying to me manipulating me and like yeah like had like a hardcore like addiction but like it was so in his know about it while he was doing it or so the problem with it was that like it was in southeast ohio it was so common for people who smoked weed to also do pills Uh yeah which sucks to like now it feels like that's so fucking stupid like why is that even associated with one or the other right but um yeah no that was that was like kind of common um so it was weird for like us to be we would go to like 
his buddy's house or like a relative's house and then we're smoking weed and then they like start crushing up pills to like take them and then they were always so surprised that I never wanted to because I just like I don't know I'm just not interested it doesn't feel good good. I mean (laughs) like I'm not like totally above like fast food or eating plastic bullshit like I'm an idiot just like everybody else but (laughs) right I don't know something about like pills just never really um I don't know. It's just, like, low energy for me, you know? Yeah. And, uh... And I could tell you're very high vibrational <laughs> by, like, the aesthetic in your room and such. I like it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. She's referring to my studio apartment work. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. Thanks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, like, wanted it to, like, be, like to be the end-all be-all so goddamn bad that I was willing to, like, overlook a lot of those things. Right. And especially it was hard that, like, it was it was not an addiction. It was not alcoholism. It was, um, it was just part of their, like, culture. Like, right. his friend and family culture. And I didn't like that. Um, but I was willing to overlook a lot of those things. Um, but there towards the end of our relationship I knew that things were kind of like rocky and you know caught him in like a lot of like lies and shit mostly about money Mm. um but I did that acid trip on my sister's house and then it was like this whole like roller coaster ride but basically the towards the end of the trip when I was coming down everybody had gone to bed and I was just sort of you know, like, sitting on the porch, watching the sunrise, you know, like, looking sure, at the, yeah. the colors and the leaves, and it was just, like, because I think it was, like, almost fall by then, maybe. Or, wait, no, I think it was spring. It was just okay. becoming spring. It was, like, one of those transitionary um, times of year. Yeah. And, um, sorry, what was that? Oh, no, continue. I'm just saying. Oh, um. <laughs> I was just, um... So I was just, like, watching the trees, and something just, like, a wave of realization just came over me of, like, I'm I'm not supposed to be with this person. And mm. as much as it sucked, and as much as, like, I wanted it to, like, be, you know, true love and all of this, and I have just so many mixed feelings about that now, um, I just knew that I... I couldn't do it anymore and it sucked because like once I opened that realization to like my subconscious and like like full on like brought it through like my waking life brain if you want to call it that um I knew there was like no going back you know right I feel like it also at the end of the day depends on you because there's definitely been a few times where I've tripped on mushrooms and felt like a negative feeling and Mm -hmm. I'm like this isn't meant to be but still overlooked it and was like I'm gonna go for it anyways you know Mm. because part of you really wants to make that relationship work and because you have a fighting spirit you want to fight for it um or that's been me mostly and sometimes there's relationships that end up not working and I Mm -hmm. I could say I did my best and gave it my all yeah so yeah sometimes overlooking it does hurt though um so I guess that's where the boundaries come in (laughs) still gotta work on those but that's that's why I like uh microdosing going back to that Mm -hmm. is because it helps me learn like okay what triggers me 
and then what boundary do I need to set so I don't get triggered Mm -hmm. and if I do how do I go about that okay yeah yeah do you have any like significant microdosing revelations you want to share um at the top of my head I mean I would say like lately I would feel like Sub or self-conscious about not being as smart as my friends because I don't know how to use like big words and such so what I did was take a microdose pill and I'm like all right I'm gonna start reading so I could like learn more words and become more fluent in my vocabulary and how I speak to others and such like that um it's probably the biggest one at the top of my head I could think of right now mostly I take it when I'm like already feeling good and want to kind of exuberate that feeling Hmm. yeah interesting yeah yeah (laughs) no I like that story yeah um not really uh anything exciting most of the exciting things are when I take like a crap ton of mushrooms Mm um other than that I just like microdose and go about my day Mm -hmm. I mean feel like a lot of my stories are very like crazy and negative <laughs> um like there's this one I took two microdoses, and I feel like this is really kind of where I don't know what word I'm looking for I should just tell the story um so basically what happened was I took two uh pills of mushrooms and at first I was feeling really good and I was with my sister she didn't take anything I was just on her floor talking to her laughing having a good time Mm -hmm. and next thing you know I hear my mom screaming and my dad like yelling at her and they're just in one of their arguments and such like that and this is when I learned like I'm very much a protector because my first mm-hmm. instinct was to get up even though I felt like I was melting in the floor I just jumped right up and was like I have to go save the day <laughs> you know so I ran down the stairs and was like what the hell's going on and my dad just like holding my mom and my mom was just trying to leave and I'm like y'all need to separate each other um so then that's when me and my mom went on for a walk and it just kind of got crazy because my dad mm. didn't trust that we were going to come back even mm. though we were in the neighborhood still. Okay. I don't know. My dad's like crazy overprotective type. I don't know. He ended up calling the police. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was super crazy because I'm like, how do I talk to the police? I'm high as fuck right now. Mm. And like everything's crazy. Yeah. It was a wild night, but I think that's the night that really got me thinking, like, I'm obviously the protector. Um, I mean, I feel like most older siblings end up being the uh, protector anyways. Um, I don't know. I think about that a lot, actually, and, like, what role I kind of fill in life and where I stand in everyone else's life. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, What, like... What are other, like, really notable, like, experiences you've had? Um, well, recently, actually, with my significant other that I'm with currently, we went to an Odeza concert, and I was so excited. I was having, or, yeah, I was so excited, and we ended up taking acid, 
and it was fine for the most part but then like as soon as we got to the concert I was just feeling a really negative dark energy Mm. and it was so weird because like I couldn't connect with his friends at all and I felt terrible because like I was on my own I was like okay I don't even want to think about not connecting so then I just like released myself on my own I was fine by myself Mm -hmm. but as soon as I thought about like talking to any of them that's when I like clenched up closed up and was like how do I speak to you I don't Mm -hmm. know you but like I don't know it was weird but another weird thing is like my partner was right next to me and on the other side of me there was no one there there was like a big hole and it was like people were avoiding that area at all costs and Mm. it was super weird because this lady she was just trying to get to her friends and we were on the steep hill it was at fiddler's green you know the hills are like really steep right and like i just remember her falling and like i couldn't do anything about it inside i felt bad and wanted to help her but i couldn't move i was like i wish i could help you but like i felt terrible that i couldn't and it was just, it was so weird. Mm. So I'm like, I'm never doing acid again. <laughs> that, that, yeah. Wait, is that the first time? No, no, no. Okay. That was the last time I've done acid. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Um, the second time I did acid, I was with my best friend and her husband. And nothing crazy really happened. We were just kind of like on the balcony laughing, making jokes, mostly laughing about nothing looking at the sunset and talking about how beautiful the clouds were you know mm-hmm. um and then I just remember after we all kind of like did our own thing after a while I felt very um I guess sophisticated is the word because I just wanted to write and like I made a lot of poems that night um and started writing things down and it was the first thing first time on acid anyways that I felt like that so I don't think I'll ever get that feeling again but that's the only time I felt good on acid you what um what about it do you feel like is it because you felt like um like inspired to write is that what made it like really good for you um it's not that I felt inspired to write I think it's because I felt the energy between my best friend and her husband and my best friend Mm -hmm. she's an actor and her husband um does uh, (laughs) um, psychiatry treatment or whatever Mm -hmm. so he's a psychology Jesus (laughs) can we like edit that one (laughs) that's fine (laughs) okay I couldn't think of that but yeah he does psychology um so I I felt very inspired by their energy, I guess I could say, Mm, to then go on my own and just, like, write. And it was really cool, and I felt open and light, is Mm. what I remember. Interesting. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Um, Let me think. I know I had some like other place I was going with this Hmm. I mean before when you asked me to be on your podcast I was thinking a lot about what to like say Mm -hmm. and I think what really got me into um psychedelics is a story my grandpa told back when he was growing up because he used to live on the reservation 
and I forget what tribe of Indians he grew up with, but he told me how they had him try, what is it, uh, either peyote or ayahuasca, I'm pretty sure it's uh, peyote, and he told me how he had, like, this experience to then find out his spirit animals, which were a tiger, and I think the other one was, like, a snake or something, Mm -hmm. um, but he told me it was very profound and like an experience he's never had before and it was like the first and last time he's ever done anything like that Mm. um but he told me how like the tribe taught him a lot and there was also this one time um one of his brothers I guess I should say not blood but part of the tribe um was able to give some random stranger that just got hit because he was like bleeding some like herbs and such and like heal him by hand or something I don't know how true that story is because it sounds kind of far-fetched but like the story itself kind of has me thinking on like our abilities as humans and how far can we actually go you know on our abilities Mm -hmm. um yeah I feel like definitely when it comes to psychedelics if you're in the right mindset you could definitely heal from the outside or sorry the inside out Mm. um if that's what you're wanting to do um or I guess for some people trip just a trip you know have fun sure I look at it as more of like a healing thing um something to help me grow and learn from myself Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Like, I'm really, like, you might think it's far-fetched, but I'm really not surprised. I think maybe it's just, um, like, what I've seen firsthand and what I've been learning in herbalism school. Okay. Like, just the capability of what plants can do. Really? Like, when it comes to, like, healing open wounds or, like, mending broken bones. And okay. I'm not saying that herbalism specifically, I guess or just plants is like the end all be all like there is a lot of utility in western medicine and it's come such a long way but I feel like without that connection to um to the earth and the psychological like and spiritual connection that we can have like Mm ingesting like different ethnogenic type of plants right um really kind of brings it all together um there is actually a little like passage from a book that one of my teachers brought to clinic recently if okay. you want I'll read it yeah to you. go for okay. it okay um connection with the interior world of nature has been a part of our species experience for a millennia contact with it still occurs when we least expect it in the glance of a loved one's eye the shadowed green in an old growth forest in the primal power of a majestic walk of a bear or unexpectedly in dreams of our grandmothers or our daily interactions with plants since the words to describe this kind of depth are atrophied or no longer present in our language, the experience, when it does extrude itself, is often difficult for people to deal with. They sometimes think they're crazy, they're 
crazy and alone, the only intelligent life form on earth. These wounds are inevitable expressions of epistemological mistake. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> they are, by their nature, evidence of um, epistemological terror. Regrettably, the logical conclusion of that error is now approaching us at a great speed um, and rate. Um, and then there's like another quote, I hope the presumption that our loss of sense of aesthetic unity was quite simply um, a mistake. I believe that this mistake may be more serious than all the other minor insanities that characterize those older uh, problems which agreed upon the fundamental unit. Um, yeah, I believe it's from the book The Lost Language of Plants by Stephen Herod Buner. Um, the Ecological Importance of Plants Medicines to Life on Earth. I need to find this book because, yeah, yeah my teacher read that passage and I was just like, yeah, <laughs> kind of makes me want to get more into herbalism and such mm-hmm. because they do a lot of plants have these properties of like healing and such like that just like the tea you made you feel better <laughs> um yeah and like definitely we as where am i going with this as i recently learned probably like a few years ago mm-hmm. or not even that long ago um Plants do have their own, like, language, and they do talk to each other, Mm -hmm. and we do learn that they are kind of, like, helping us survive as long as we take care of them. They take care of us. So if, like, we're taking care of a plant as best as we can, and they're still dying, it's because they're helping us with our energy is Mm -hmm. what I found out. Um, So that's why I like plants and, like, herbalism you know more about it than I do but from what I do know um it's pretty interesting mm-hmm. and I would like to get more into it honestly yeah. it's really fun um honestly like if if anything at all it's a really good excuse just to be in nature and be right. outside and be with plants all the time definitely <laughs> yeah like um we went on this herbal retreat a few months back but our instructor said, remember, when you look at plants, plants look at you. Yeah. Yeah. I read something like that. <laughs> and also, they can hear you as well, is mm-hmm. what I learned. So, when I saw on your Instagram, you're like, yeah, I just talked to plants. And I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> they hear you and everything you say. And yeah. just like a child, the more positivity you give to them, the more they grow. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we all grow when given the right tools and circumstances Mm -hmm. and when you give someone negative circumstances sometimes it kind of stunts them in growth right yeah so just just as us humans plants need that positivity as well so speak kindly definitely (laughs) um what do you have any like common themes with your trips or micro microdosing um not that i've noticed no, I really don't have any common themes. Or if I do, I have not really been paying attention to them. Um, other than, like, a bunch of crazy stuff happening all the time. And... What do you mean crazy stuff happening all the time? Like, 
like my parents for instance or like me feeling weird that I couldn't connect to my significant others mm. uh, friends or that lady falling and me being unable to like help them so I'm like the only um, reoccurring thing is like me personally trying to become a better person and mm-hmm. figuring out how I could do that and where my issues are stemming from because mm. I feel like sometimes I could be maybe a little more negative than the average person and I really really try not to um but like I said before with like the plants I grew up in kind of a negative household mm-hmm. so I feel like now that I'm older now that I'm on my own I'm retraining my brain to not think the way they did kind of like I don't know being that new generation that isn't so mean and nasty to one another you know mm-hmm. like actually having a deeper connection with yeah people. exactly I really try to um mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard and I get like overwhelmed just trying to connect but Sometimes I push myself, like, oh my god, okay, so there was this time, um, me and my partner, we went to a barbecue for um, Crooked Colors, um, and it was, I don't know why they were listening to me, I was high, <laughs> and I just came up, I originally just wanted to pet the dog, and I was like, oh, your dog is so cute, and I went to go pet it, and they just kind of all looked at me, so I'm like, alright, now I'm on the spot, I feel like I have to say something, I'm like, how's your guys day <laughs> how are you doing they're like good i'm like you guys listen to cricket like no duh they listen to cricket colors they're here at the barbecue i'm like trying to have a conversation i'm just like why are y'all listening to me uh and then i tried so hard to get out of the conversation i'm just like all right um i'm gonna go now and they're just like okay bye and i'm like Ugh. and i walked by them about like three or four times and i just felt so awkward and i was like i can't i need to go <laughs> Uh, that was funny looking back at it but it's I feel like that kind of thing happens a lot because I do get really Mm. awkward and overstimulated by like groups of people Mm. so yeah yeah I mean I I feel like depending on like the substance it's easier to interact with certain crowds but yeah I totally think it, it is definitely an energy thing as well um I would say as a rule of thumb acid has been much more manageable around like groups and parties but shrooms is the opposite see for me it's the opposite i can't do acid with groups of people but shrooms i can manage myself it's Mm. like a lot more clear Mm. i think I felt like shrooms were a lot more the inner internal work and like you know i i would have such a hard time communicating with people like my language uh abilities were just like completely diminished interesting you know what I mean? yeah. yeah i'm the complete so, opposite mm, interesting yeah. yeah i yeah with acid i'm like i i can't talk to nobody like it's even worse than when i'm like sober cuz i feel like as a sober person i already have a hard time speaking and on acid it's even worse and I stumble on my words and it's Mm -hmm. like am I even speaking English at this point I don't know yeah but with shrooms I feel like it's more manageable and like words kind of flow out a lot easier for me and I'm able to kind of process my way my thoughts and 
how I express them, which is why I got a tattoo. I just, yeah, me and mushrooms just connect for some reason. Can you describe for the listeners what your tattoo is? Oh, okay. So it's like three pieces. The first one is the mushroom. And then the middle one is like the mushroom melting into the eye. And then the third one is supposed to be like the third eye. So it's like the Mm. mushroom kind of opens that up is what I wanted it to mean. Yeah. But other than that, I liked it because it looked cool. It is cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I noticed that like the first time I met you at um your at the, partner's party, yeah, like, the dog party, yeah, the dog party. I think it was. There's a dog birthday party, yeah, in association with like your partner's household. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was a good time. Um, oh, I do remember what I was gonna ask. Did you have any sort of like? spiritual or like paranormal experiences like tripping um not really I think most of them have mostly been like physical and visual Mm. I feel like more physical than anything um just because I feel like I see and feel more spirits like sober and then when I'm high I just become or mostly on mushrooms anyway I am more quote unquote myself but I'm more like sustainable to spirits as a sober person and it's so Mm. freaky and weird um yeah I have a story I don't know if you want me to tell that it has nothing to do with like (laughs) psychedelics but it's like uh this one time it was the first time we ever moved in my dad's place and it was super weird it was the second night I just remember it was after I set up my bed and I was ready I was ready to um, lay down for the night mm-hmm. um, and it was super weird because I felt like this heavy it felt like a child was sitting on my chest hmm. and it was super heavy and I couldn't move and I don't know I couldn't sleep for the rest of the night and I literally waited until sunrise before I was able to move and it was like the weirdest thing I'm like trying not to cuss even though I've done it multiple times weirdest thing that has ever happened um and definitely there's been a few times where like there's spirits that kind of enter my dreams like there's been a few Mm -hmm. times I've talked to my grandma my dad's side she died when my dad was seven due to breast cancer so I've never met her um, but she's came into my dreams a few times, so that's cool. Um, yeah. Other than that, there's been a few times that uh, I've seen, like, this man spirit that kind of follows my mom around. Mm. Um, yeah, there's this one time I was living with my mom, actually, and I just, I was home alone, and I just see this tall figure walking from her bathroom to her room, and like I didn't pay much attention to it because I'm like the more energy I give it the more energy it's gonna give me and I don't want any of that um but yeah I know I said one story that came out to be like three stories (laughs) no worries uh yeah my brain's very sporadic and everywhere I mean sometimes you have to just kind of throw a net of ideas out yeah exactly yeah and then see like what comes back at you exactly yeah the energy you put out is the energy you get back for sure 
with anything, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, not only, like, spirits, but psychedelics, too. If you're in a negative headspace, then you're going to get a negative trip. I feel like it's as simple as that. But mm-hmm. also, there are people, like, let's say you are in, like, a positive headspace and having a really good trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has definitely happened to me before um, with my ex, the bad one I was telling you about. And I was having a good time. I was on a video chat with my friend from um, uh, Australia. I forget his name. I haven't talked to him in a while. Um, My ex ended up just walking in the door and my entire mood changed. Mm. And not that long after, he was like, who are you talking to? What are you doing? Even though he knew exactly who I was talking to. We just kind of started arguing and going off, and he started making me feel like I'm some sort of crackhead. He's like, you're high, you're fucking this, that, um, like, going off on me. He's like, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, I don't even remember what the argument was about, but he did his best to belittle me as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And I was just trying to have a good time and have a conversation with a friend, you know? Yeah. No, I totally get that, like one of my one of my exes the one that I was with for that really long time um at some point he realized how debilitating it was for me because I would just get like not just kind of high I would just get really fucking high like Mm. almost not even in this reality like borderline tripping high And it was because everybody would, like, make fun of me for wanting to drop out of the circle early because I'm just sensitive, you know? But now, thinking back, I'm like, y'all are fucking assholes, and you're literally, like, depriving your... Like, I could have just gotten comfortably high, and y'all could have gotten way higher, and you're just being an asshole for no reason. Right, yeah. But the whole point of why I'm bringing it up is because at some point he realized that when I was really high, I would feel really good and just, like, want to have a good time. And then he would wait until I was, like, in a good place. And then he would, like, basically kind of the same thing where he would like interrogate me Mm. and then just try to like say nasty shit in my head and just be like you know that person really thought that you could do this and blah 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 and like yeah it's kind of scary uh, how fast someone could knock you down when you're in that state oh yeah it like it gives me the creeps like thinking about it now like the way in which like we allow people to be in our lives like with you know seemingly no strings attached and Mm. then you realize that like like maybe it's a little bit jaded for me to say this but like love comes at a cost (laughs) maybe maybe not always but yes um well I mean um I had a thought yes love does come at a cost because everything when you're in a relationship when you want to make it work you guys have to um what word am i looking for compromise compromise with each other Mm -hmm. to make things work i mean obviously there's some things that you don't have to compromise and just stick to what you're doing but like it also depends on like your partner but yes that's what i mean like love comes at a price is that compromise do you want to 
compromise for your partner do you not want to compromise if you do cool if you don't maybe you shouldn't be with them are you willing to spend that type of like time energy commitment to them you know yeah I think that that's that's the balance is that previously there had been no boundaries Mm -hmm. which makes it so fun and beautiful and cosmically like exciting but at the same time like it costs like so much of your soul to like live in that kind of like love definitely (laughs) again maybe because I'm jaded or whatever but (laughs) um yeah no I think that just looking back it's just a balance between boundaries and compromise I guess yeah definitely I've been listening to like a lot of relationship podcasts I know we're kind of like getting off topic but that's okay um yeah I've just been listening to like a lot of podcasts about relationships and like it is healthy to kind of want to do your own thing and Mm -hmm. you still want to be an independent person in the relationship Mm -hmm. um where was I going with this don't know never mind we could put a flag on that (laughs) okay I was going somewhere and then I lost it that's okay yeah um do you have any like questions for me or last memorable stories you want to share before we close um what I guess yeah I have a question what made you kind of get into like psychedelics and like herbalism and your spirituality oh god (laughs) well let's see one thing at a time okay um as a little kid I've always felt this like I don't know this like twinkling of magic in the wind if you will okay (laughs) yeah so like I don't know just imagining that like you know, my grandma, she died when I was, like, five, so imagining that she was trying to send me messages in the wind, or the way that, like, in which the direction it blew. Yeah. When I say it out loud, it sounds crazy, but... I've definitely had that feeling before, not with any, like, ancestors Mm. or anything, but I used to think I was magic with the wind. (laughs) Yeah. So, I get it. Okay. Yeah. So, stuff like that, or just feeling, like, really connected to, like, trees specifically. Like definitely. I look through so much of my artwork from, like, um, just from being in school, and there's, like, so many, like, like, birds and mostly trees, and, like, especially in middle school and high school, all of the trees I drew they were like they were barren but i i always felt like i had to draw the root system as well like like as above so below type of thing but i didn't really know that's kind of where i was going with it it just kind of felt like important for some reason and um yeah i've always kind of been into like i don't know interested in anything that was like magical or astrology related but didn't take it super seriously until maybe I was like I don't know 20 21 I think is when I bought my first deck of tarot cards okay yeah so it started with um 
one of my friends, she was really interested in crystal healing and so, and like vibrational healing. Okay. Um, so she gave me a book. I don't remember what book it is now, but so it started with crystals and then eventually, uh, transformed into like herbs and just kind of how they work together. Um, and then eventually like tarot and astrology, um, and when I moved out here, um, I think I got kind of lost in the rush or the panic or anxiety, whatever you want to call it, of the pandemic and mm. all of the fallout with that. Yeah. Um, that I kind of was forgetting who I was and putting a lot of myself on the back burner for other people. Mm. Um, <laughs> Been there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, so yeah, putting myself on the back burner for other people. And then I just, um, I had an astrology reading with my friend Mal Mm. and, uh, she kind of really reminded me exactly of like what, what, what I came out here to do and Mm. to, you know, the person who I actually was and not to like give up on myself. Um, and so something shifted within that, like, you know, time period for me, which was just earlier in the spring or the summer. And I realized that I needed to get into herbalism. And I just realized that it like, it was something I really loved and I cared about, but I didn't know exactly where it was going to go. It just felt like the right thing to do. Right. Um, and I didn't even know if I was going to even want to stay living in Denver, you know, like, like, um, I don't know, like, within the next, like, five years, maybe, let's say, um, but I decided that, regardless, herbalism could be something I could take anywhere, and I could keep expanding on, you know what I mean, like, basically, endlessly. Yeah, I could see you owning your own, like, little herb shop. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny is, like, I've thought about, like, opening up some sort of business, like, storefront, but, like, It would be, it would have to be something much more dynamic than that. Not just retail space, because that would burn me out. Um, It would have to be some sort of, like, yeah, you could do retail, but also hosting, like, workshops or, like, like artists every, you know, so many months. You, like, have resident artists that come and change stuff out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. To constantly keep things moving and, like, the community, like, thriving. Um, but I also have this feeling that maybe I would just travel and it would become more of like a, I don't know, like a Torta world. (laughs) I don't, I don't know what I'm saying, but basically traveling and then just keep learning under, uh, like all of like the different regions. Yeah. Um, and just kind of keep going from there. I mean, that would be cool. I mean, I would always love to travel, but mm-hmm. with herbalism, you could definitely take it anywhere. And I feel like that would be a cool idea. Maybe you should make it like a on-the-go, on-the-road type shop thing. <laughs> just an idea. That'd mm-hmm. be cool. Yeah, I mean, it would be so easy to do that and keep the podcast going. Yeah. Um, I just, like, I have just, a, like, a faint idea, but, like, I don't know what it's going to look like until it happens. Right, exactly. You know? So, 
That's where I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully it works out for you in the end. Thanks. Of yeah. course. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm so glad you were able to come on to the podcast. Yeah. Like, I've had such a good time for this conversation. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It was an experience. <laughs> I loved it. It was a vibe. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Of course.